Yeah, like see what people do for their classes, like they'll go get frozen water bottles and then go outside to take a, take a shit, knowing that hey, I might not make it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you're a survivor, and like the fact that you were able to get through that and like keep your chin up and still maintain this sense of like self respect is really cool, and it's really inspiring to see. I did lose like five pounds of water weight from sweating on a toilet, so I feel like that's a win. <laughs> Frankly, I've never looked better. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How have you been? Um, I've been good. I started my new job, so that's been going well. Um, other than that, just looking for a place to live. They're renovating our apartments and jacking the rent up, so we're like, shit, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> Oh jeez, it's a uh, real fun. And uh, well, let's let's tell the people who and what we are. I am Andre Matthews, and I'm Angeline Galloway. And this is Bras and Murder, a true crime podcast where we talk about person of color cases and play you some sick ass tunes. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, we've been, we had a little hiatus because we had to go away and do some stuff. But now we're back and we're better than ever. It's kind of like when uh, Jennifer Lopez and Iggy is the death song all about butts. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's like? Is that how we want to market this? We can do it. Like, I'll back you up. I just want to make sure that's, that's what you're sure you want to do. I'm just, I'm just Jenny from the block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so uh, who wants to go first with their case, me or you? Um, I can go first. All right, all right. T- take, take it away. Okay, so this case felt very apt, seeing as it's Pride Month. Um, so we'll just jump right in, but... On April 12th, um, Malaysia Booker, a black trans woman, was attacked by a Dallas man who was offered $200 to beat her up, apparently. Oh, what the fuck? I know. Um, Her attacker, his name was Edward Thomas, and he was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with serious bodily injury by the Dallas Police Department. Um, A video of the attack showed the man repeatedly punching Malaysia as she struggled before other men in the crowd joined in on the attack and eventually a group of women helped her get away. Um, Malaysia told police that the men who attacked her used homophobic slurs during the assault. And a later report also stated that the original attacker tried to run her car off of the road and pulled a gun on her prior to the attack. I really struggled with whether or not I should watch the video of this attack because I knew it would be disturbing, but I felt like I had a duty to Malaysia to see what happened. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think i seen a video about the video. Wasn't she like in a red tank top? Yeah, yeah. So you probably did see it. Yeah, I think it. I did see that. Um, but I feel like it's so easy for us to just kind of turn a blind eye when things like this happen, and I don't think that's fair to the people who have to live through it. So I watched the video and... I'm not lying when I tell you, like, I was crying at my desk. It was so hard to watch. Um, But I mean, I felt like I had a duty to her to see it. And 
it was very, very disturbing. But anyways, Malaysia suffered facial fractures, a concussion, and a broken arm from the attack. Um, but she survived. Um, Mayor Mike Rawlings... How long... Oh, sorry, go on. Like, do, you, do you know like how long that attack like lasted? Um, I don't think it was quick, right? Like, it was like, kind of prolonged. Yeah, it went on for a while because the man initially attacks her and then other people start joining in. I'm not sure if the video starts at the beginning of the attack. I don't think it does, but, um, I mean, she really had to fight. Um, yeah. But Mayor Mike Rawlings issued a statement on Twitter about the attack saying that, um, Chief Hall alerted me this morning to the assault at the Royal Crest Apartments, and I've seen a video of what happened. I'm extremely angry about what appears to be mob violence against this woman. I'm in contact with the chief, and she assured me that the Dallas Police Department is fully investigating, including the possibility that this was a hate crime. Those who did this do not represent how Dallasites feel about our thriving LGBTQ community. We will not stand for this kind of behavior. Um... So it was a great response from the mayor. Leslie McMurray, a transgender education and advocacy coordinator at a resource center in Dallas said, it's utterly terrifying. You could just feel the energy and the malevolence of this crowd escalate as the violence ensued. And there was no voice standing up or saying stop. There's no reason that our lives are less valuable than someone else or that we should be someone's punching bag just because we're transgender. Um, Lieutenant Weddington of the Dallas Police Department said that the video shocks the conscience and that it was being taken very seriously in the department. And at a news conference after the attack, Malaysia stood before a crowd of supporters and said, this has been a rough week for myself, the transgender community, and also the city of Dallas. This time I can stand before you, whereas in other scenarios, we are at a memorial. So fast forward to a month later, the Dallas Police Department reported that Malaysia Booker had been shot and killed. Um, oh, shit. So she survives this one attack and ends up being shot and killed a month later. She was only 23 years old. Um, officers had responded to a report of a shooting and stated that they found Malaysia lying face down in the street, deceased from homicidal violence. Um, according to the authorities, there was no indication that Edward Thomas, her April attacker, was linked to the killing, but... First of all, I don't know why he was out of jail anyways. So that was kind of messed so, up. Yeah, <laughs> that just hit me just not thinking about that. Yeah. So they were like, oh, yeah, he wasn't in our custody at the time, but there's no indication he was linked to the killing, which, okay, fine. But why the hell was he out of custody? I don't know. You're kind of you're raising more questions here, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just issues all around. Um, but Malaysia's friend Jessica Anderson said that the April attack was not the first time that Malaysia had been targeted, stating that she was so tired of getting beaten down and not being able to be who she wanted to be. She had a heart of gold. She didn't want to experience all this tragic stuff, but she wanted everyone to pay attention to the injustice. Um, and speaking at her funeral, Malaysia's mother said that Malaysia once told her she would do whatever it would take to live her truth even if it cost her her life. In a matter of five weeks, she'd gone from being a symbol of transgender resistance to a martyr. So according to advocacy groups, attacks on transgender people have been rising. 26 transgender people were killed in the United States last year. Most of them were black transgender women, um, according to the Human Rights Campaign. 
Those numbers aren't all-encompassing because local officials aren't required to report these killings to a central database and because police officers often release incorrect names or genders, so it's difficult for advocacy groups to know if a victim was transgender. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember like in our earlier episodes, we were reporting trans deaths, and uh, I came across an article saying that a lot of news outlets would misgender trans people so they'll report a death and go by this person's like dead name so they could be a trans person and people wouldn't know because the news reports would completely just put out the wrong name yeah and it's it's so fucked up like we don't recognize these people for who they are and it has these like far-reaching consequences like even in death we can't get it right for them yeah (laughs) they can't like be who they want to be it's just heartbreaking um but Kirk Myers, the CEO of Abounding Prosperity, which is the only LGBTQ center that serves South Dallas um, African-American communities, said that it's commonplace for trans women to be assaulted or murdered, but we don't tend to get this kind of attention from law enforcement or the bigger community. So there was an outpouring of support from the public, the Dallas Police Department and elected officials, which was really surprising. Um But activists say they want more than public sentiment. They need laws and policies that protect transgender people from discrimination and violence. And they noted, sorry, (coughs) that was disgusting. Oh, (laughs) Noting that the messaging from the Trump administration and the Texas House of Representatives scares them. Um, And Carter Brown, who's the founder of a Dallas-based advocacy group, said that what we need is action behind those words. We need people to stand up and help protect us because we are still dying. So that is the tragic story of Malaysia Booker. Um, I hope hearing this will inspire people to be more proactive in helping the LGBTQ community, especially when it comes to trans people. And on Twitter, um, I'll post some links for people who maybe want to donate to these advocacy groups. And I hope that this Pride Month and really all year long that we can give this issue the attention it deserves because this was not the first story I heard this month or even this week about a trans person being killed. And it just is so heartbreaking and upsetting. And I cried when I was researching it and I'm getting emotional right now, but like, it's just terrible. Yeah, I think she's number eight when it comes to trans deaths in 2019. <sighs> and the year's not even over yet. We're six months in, not even like a full six months in. And I, and I know like with last year, there's 26. Like it's, it's depressing as hell. And if you look at uh, mm-hmm. the stats, I think out of the eight who were killed, no, out of nine who were killed, I'm almost positive. I would double check my research that they were all black trans women too. Yeah. Well, and the rates for black trans women getting killed is actually higher than the average um, trans murder rate. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's out of control. No one should be being murdered because of who they are. That's disgusting. And we need to do better. Yeah. They're just trying to live their best lives and they have to walk around and fear that they might just get beaten by a mob of people just because they're living their truth well and like you hear what our friend said you know this that even that april attack was not the first time she'd been attacked she gets attacked again and then she ends up being murdered and it's like that's the reality that so many people have to live with and it 
I don't know. I just don't understand how people could be so evil. It, it, it comes to a point too where, like, you're, you're victimizing your own people, and like people just need to come together. It, it's it's like it's, it's just really depressing from all points of views. Like everyone's just dropping a ball when it comes to stuff like this. I know, and it's going underreported. I think what's amazing about this story, though, was just seeing that the police department actually was supportive of her. You know, the mayor came out and was supportive of her. All these people were so supportive. Um, and it's tragic that the yeah, story ended up so... the way it did, but it was at least cool to see that people cared for once. Yeah. Ooh, well, we came out hitting strong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, we better get this super terrible one out of the way first, not that the next one won't be, but. <laughs> well, as a little pile of cleanser, we're going to play you some tunes on this break. Take it to a break. She's been doing just fine Broken up with her ex To see the love's a drug Because she's waving him back How did it end up like that? That's a stab in the back That's a stab in the back Now she's twisting the knife Cause her boyfriend's deranged Jealous she spent the night With my boy on their break So he's coming for us Cause of Judas's kiss She betrayed all our trust But he's puffing his chest out Judas pointing my heads out All he sees is a red cloud Trust my boy but a net now Let him go I'm dumping him, there's no self-doubt Loyalty to the end vowed So to me she'll be dead now Whoa, treachery Turning faith into deceit In his spine she's stuck a knife Opens wounds by cutting ties Never saw the light of day Kept a secret, masked away Look into her evil eyes Cause she's Mrs. Darkseid Different side at the star She was bright as a star Then she showed her true colours Light turning dark We were closest of friends Would've known it would end Write it out, had to call her Won't make amends She went and turned her back Now there's no turning back I'd always had her back It was her turn for that Did she know right from wrong? She had no right to wrong How could I write this wrong? I had to write this song Don't judge a book by its face Ay, Rosie cheeks fell in danger Watch for this venomous snake, ayy She's a cold-blooded traitor Knew that her boyfriend a psycho I didn't realise she's like so Kept in the dark like a blindfold I was deceived by these lies told Judas points my heads out All he sees is a red cloud Cross my boy by the neck now Let him go I'm dumping him, there's no self-doubt Loyalty to the end vowed So to me she'll be dead now Whoa, treachery Turning faith into deceit In his spine she's stuck a knife Opens wounds by cutting ties Never saw the light of day Kept a secret, masked away Look into her evil eyes Cause she's Mrs. Darkseid oh, Listen, listen, you'll never believe this 
I never saw it coming. How could she do that after everything I've done for her? I'll never, ever speak to her again. She's got a dark side. I never... I never... Okay, and we're back. And we're going from heavy <laughs> we're going from heavy to heavy. The other story I have is about a veteran who died in police custody and when his body was returned finally to his family, it was missing multiple organs. Oh and great. The family, <laughs> the public, the their attorney has a lot of questions of to why he died in custody and where his organs went. Hey, I'm also so. wondering. I have a lot of questions myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, two days before Everett Palmer Jr. called his brother Dwayne to tell him that he was going to Delaware, wait, he was traveling from Delaware to New York to visit him and their sick mother. So, called him up, said, Hey, bro, coming to see you. But first, he said that he wanted to resolve an outstanding DUI warrant from an incident in 2016 in Pennsylvania to make sure that his license was good to drive. Right. And that was the last time the family would hear from the 41-year-old U.S. Army veteran and father of two. So on April 9th, 2018, two days later, the family was told that Palmer had died in police custody at the, at the York County Prison. 14 months later, the Palmers say they still don't know what really happened, but they are suspicious because when Palmer's body was returned to them, his throat, heart, and brain were gone. Oh my god. They just were not in his body. So not only were they not told what happened, how he die, the shit was just missing. A quote, uh, this, this entire case smacks of a cover-up. Civil rights attorney Lee Merritt told CNN, and I, no better words have been said. <laughs> There's no reason why a man's organs are missing. The brain, the so, throat, and the heart? Yeah. So the family hired uh, the civil rights attorney to help find answers because so far they have been unable to get the get to get any on their own and they've been hitting the pavement hard you know they, they've been breathing up people's necks non-stop phone calls showing up the offices all of it and uh the civil rights attorney merit says that prison and county officials have not been cooperative when providing an official manner of the death oh shocking so, that is shocking yeah. <laughs> i'm shocked shocking. can you hear the shock no in one my has voice? any answers <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed but not surprised. Uh, the York County coroner, Pam Gay, said that the Happy Pride said that those organs were actually retained as part of a forensic autopsy for additional testing. You know, for a year and two months. Oh. Quote, quote, there were never any missing organs. Uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to do that voice better because I feel like. Pam Gay is an annoying asshole. 
There were never any missing organs. <laughs> Nailed it. Pantotsin. That's exactly how I pictured her. <laughs> Thank you. The lab that does all autopsies has the organs. Congress officials don't always have the morgue or forensic pathologists. We contact those services out. We utilize a team in Arlington that who, those who retain the specimens. They don't always tell us when they retain them. We made it clear to the family from the beginning. She noted the removing of their throat is typical in this kind of investigation. Quote, because we have to make sure there wasn't any kind of asphyxiation. I can't with you. I hate you. <laughs> Gay also told attorneys that they had been cooperative. Quote, we were in communication with them directly and throughout. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let me think I'm trying it again. Um. We've been in communication with them directly and through their, their attorney. I told them we they desire the answers and we will get the answers. We are working with them on that. The truth will come out. I cannot comment any further. A representative from the prison could not be reached for the comment. And in the initial autopsy by the York County Coroner's Office stated that Palmer died from, quote, following, okay. He died following an, an extended stay in an excited state. So, first off, he went there to solve a DUI case. So, why was he there for a prolonged time? And when questioned on that, they said, oh, he was there because he got into, into an excited state, was detained, and that's how he died. Because he, quote, began hitting his head against the wall inside his cell door. Why was he in a cell? Okay. Why was he in a cell? Oh, because he was on methamphetamine when he showed up. So you're telling me a man who went to Gorzov a DUI incident showed up to the prison high on meth? Yeah, um it doesn't make it doesn't make that any does sense. not add up like some law abiding citizen who's like, Oh, I just wanna make my dri- make sure my driver's license is good to go. I'm gonna go resolve it's good this. Because like I'm on my way yeah, I'm on my way to go see my sick mother. Yeah, do some actually meth do meth and then just show up at the police to department. To go talk to the cops. Uh, okay. Be- <laughs> it's like, I would never go to a police office. I would never go to a cop, even if I'm like stoned off weed or something. Like, I'm not. <laughs> My anxiety's already out of 10 anyway. Yeah. So why would I want to make it worse by doing drugs? I don't need that cop? noise. I don't need that heat in my life. <laughs> And according to his family, uh, Palmer never had any problems with, like, he he never had any problems like that before when it comes to his health being bad. Because he also said that, oh, it it might be a sickle cell disorder. They're like, what? You're just throwing shit at the wall now because he never had any health issues and he never had any serious drug issues. Yeah. And and then uh, they updated the autopsy and... Uh, 2018 on July 28th and said, hey, oh, it's undetermined. We're going to stop making bold, random assumptions and just say we have no idea what happened. Uh, Pam Gay said to investigators, uh, wait, so Pam Gay said investigators, it was a possible drug-related death and, you know, this happens sometimes. Who knows? Maybe it was a suicide. And everyone's like, wow, I was Pam. waiting for that. Wow. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
predictable. It's like, get a new script. Come on, Pamela. (laughs) Pam, come on. And and the family says that Palmer, he, he had issues with drugs, but nothing hard like meth. Weed, sure. Cocaine, yeah. But meth, they said, quote, never meth. And the prison and the prison process of reports made available to fan to the family provided no indication that Palmer was under the influence or had any drug paraphernalia listed on him when he arrived. Because you know you go when you go to a prison, you get patted down and you get searched before you enter. Yeah, you're not gonna show <laughs> so up with think, meth on your person. And no one's gonna fucking notice. <laughs> quote, he had never had quote he would have to have received the meth in jail itself. And that's what this attorney said, because how else would he have it? Like, if he actually had meth on him, he had to get it inside the prison. He would not be able to bring the drugs into the prison with him and then ingest it all right there real quick and then go crazy and die. Like, no. Yeah, absolutely uh, Palm- not. Palmer's body was returned to his family. But it was only after the family hired their own independent forensic pathologist that they discovered that his body was missing three important body parts. Quote, it's not unusual to take organs out of the body during an autopsy, especially if you believe there was some sort of trauma. The usual part is when those pieces are misplaced, said their attorney. Which, yeah, (laughs) you should put things back where they belong. Yeah, like you just lost a whole ass heart and brain. Like, what did you do with it? <laughs> where, where are no one keeps track of this? I and mean, for I seven think they months, do if you're selling them on the black market. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding. Jesus. <laughs> and for seven months, the family could not track down the brain, heart, or throat. And they say they were told by York County Coroner to check the funeral home for the body parts. And the civil attorney said, the funeral home says they didn't touch the body. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, this real petty back and forth going. Uh, the family says that they later were told by the coroner that the body parts were at an independent lab. However, the lab says they refused to hand over the body parts, citing an ongoing investigation. The civil attorney says the family believes the body parts were re- will reveal details of how he actually died but they haven't been able to get them back yet and that even in death his constitutional rights are being violated because they can't get his fucking organs back which I think is a big like they said is a big indicator that something is amok because just give us the organs we have our own pathologist who would do the job gladly we'll take it off your hands yeah like I just don't understand casually being like what organs like oh, oh those, those organs, organs. <laughs> i i'm not quite sure i know what you're talking about <laughs> and then uh so this this case like reached a lot of news outlets it reached cnn and cnn actually reached out to york county district attorney's office for comment and uh kyle king the chief investigator and spokesperson told cnn that the office is wait sorry <clears throat> The officers of the district attorney does not comment on pending or ongoing investigations. When asked how long an investigation into the case like this typically takes, King said, every investigation is unique. 
he did not answer any more questions on and he did not have an answer to why it took more than a year and a half to reveal where the body parts were and what actually killed the man he didn't want to talk about it at all he was upset Multiple calls to Pennsylvania State Police, which is listed as an investigating police agency on the autopsy, were not returned. Uh, a voicemail was left to the York County's coroner's office, was also not returned and went unanswered. And of the five children in the Palmer family, Everett Jr. was the glue that kept the family together. Mm. I mean, he was a strong bond. He was one of like the head honcho brothers. Yeah. Uh, they called him a gentle giant because he was a tall, buff dude. Uh, he was a U.S. Army paratrooper, an avid sports fan, and he loved basketball. The man was also working out in the gym and helping others achieve their goals as a personal trainer. So he was just kind of an all-around, like, American dude. Yeah, just a good, good guy and a veteran. Like, oh, that's so yeah. messed and up. He also enjoyed being a DJ, too. It said that he uh, had a he had a strong taste for electric music. He performed heavy metal with his brothers, and like he just loved having fun. Like they, when they talking about him, they said that he joked around a lot. He was a life of the family, and he he wasn't a perfect person, but certainly not somebody that was like a rabble rouser who started fights and started trouble for no reason. Yeah. He was just kind of a leering, a, cow, a gentle giant, like yeah. <laughs> Uh, and in speaking from his home in New York, Dwayne, the brother, said the family just wants to know what happened. He said the information they have been given so far doesn't suffice, and it just makes them more and more upset. Uh, quote, we don't believe anything the officials are telling us at this point. It's a tremendous loss to our family, and we're devastated. According to the autopsy report, on the morning of his death, Everett was taking it was taken to a medical clinic where he was noted to be unresponsive. He was transferred to York Hospital where he was pronounced dead at 4.46 a.m. Well, if he was being processed for something that he did wrong in terms of a DUI, he should be held accountable for that. But it shouldn't be a death sentence. Certainly not inside of a jail, his brother said. Uh, we know that there are good people in their prison system. We appeal to them to come forward and share what they know. Which, I mean, someone knows something. And I feel like it's feel like everyone's completely just closed rank and there no one wants to say shit about what happened. Yeah, so uh, let's the, break that down. First, the story was meth. Then it was sickle cell like disorder and then it was a suicide then it was math yeah so they just so they can't really get just... their story straight yeah and then they're hiding body parts because okay so heart brain throat in my head what i'm thinking let's say he was beaten the brain and throat may show a lot of trauma so maybe that's why they're hiding it Right. It could uh, it could be like a bunch of things to why those specific organs were taken out and they're not being given back. My my immediately my my head just jumps to some sort of trauma that he was like just beating the shit out of inside of jail. Uh, the family has put out has put in a Freedom of Information Act request for any video recordings from the York County Prison while he was in custody at the time. 
a quote, it's been over a year and we want some answers. We will deliver it back to us without organs. We want closure. If something criminal happened, and I believe something criminal did happen, we want the people that were involved to be held accountable. Uh, the major problem in the case is like, they just don't know what happened and why he was in a cell, why he was in police custody. Like, why was he being held? I mean, was it a chokehold? Was it like, yeah, I, no one knows. No one has any answers. Well, and how and, terrible for a family. Like, first off, this horrible tragedy happens, and then you have no answers. Like, it's just like, they're dead. Don't worry about it. You don't get to know anything it's, about it's, what happened. That's messed up. And it's just, it's kind of terrifying to know that these people will rather just, they'll really look up for each other's back. Yeah, you're supposed to, they're supposed to be like civil service. They're supposed to serve the community, and when it's called upon them to serve the community and tell us what they know, they will jump through hoops, barrels, and shit just to be like, no. Like you, like you might as well just tell us, no, fuck off, because <laughs> that's basically what you're doing. Right, and it's just like the lack of accountability and like oversight is what is truly scary about it. They have zero integrity. <laughs> like, oh, goddamn Pam. Fucking Pam. You know what? The real villain in this Pam, story. Pam. Yeah, the real <laughs> She was the worst. She was a little asshole. Oh. Oh, fucking never trust a Pam. There's any Pams listening. <laughs> never you're you're one of the good ones. I'm sorry. I mean yeah. the other Pam. You're one of the good ones, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, Pam has, like, a bouffant and is just a real just shitty person. Yeah. She remember, I, I, when, I, when I picture Pam in my head, you know who I see? Who? I see the uh, attorney from that documentary, like, Now You See Us. I don't think I ever saw that. Oh, girl, it's good. What is it that is one about? Good. Uh, Basically five black young men were blamed for a rape in a park that they did not do and they were all sentenced to prison for it and were in prison for a really long time until the actual culprit was brought to justice um and the attorney who put them in there is a white woman and she really she would she, she did a lot of reaching that surprise surprise planned, planned out and put these men in prison and now she's like on Twitter and <laughs> trying to defend herself and everyone's oh. calling her out for the asshole that she is. Okay, yes, I did see this. Uh, classic Pam move. Mm, yeah, a, she's a real Pam. <laughs> she's a real Pam. <laughs> you're, being, you're being a real Pam. <laughs> being a real Pam right now. <laughs> I'm so much saying to the people. Like, you're being a real Pam right now. <laughs> Our new saying when someone's just fucking up, like, all right, Pam, (laughs) pull yourself together. (laughs) Is the year of the Pam. (laughs) If you don't know a Pam, you might be the Pam, so it's time to do some self reflection. (laughs) Every group has a Pam, and if they don't, I want to look in a mirror. (laughs) Uh, Well, this was great that's I, great I really like getting back on a saddle and getting new stories out because they're important 
They're so important. And so, uh, two very important ones this week. Yeah. So we're glad to be back. We're going to be hitting you guys with some new, new shit. We're, we got a lot of shit cooking. Uh, and yeah, look out for a new playlist that I'm working on. Because I've been like encountering a lot of new music. Angela, check out a band called The Internet. It is a black queer band, and their songs are amazing. Ooh. There's one song called uh, Come Over, and the music video is like beautiful, clear, black, and really hot, actually, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's three things we so love. So I'm for you to go check queer, it out. Queer, black, hot. <laughs> My three favorite words. <laughs> mood. 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 <laughs> So, yeah, that's all I have. That's all I have, too. Um, check us up on check us out on Instagram, bruh, some murder. Check us out on Twitter, oh, yeah. murder, bruh. <laughs> you know. And then, you know, Facebook, yee-yee. <laughs> yee <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Sawed> it. <laughs> I picked up so many mannerisms from my class at BLC. Like, our motto was, a. Uh, I'm just straight up not having a good time because Kuwait sucked. It's my favorite meme. Have you seen it? Just straight up not having a good time. I love time. it. Having a good time. So like we all come into class and I start to do like, oh, how's everyone today? And we're just like, bro, I'm just straight up and not having a good time. Story of my life. Me walking into work every morning. <laughs> It's just like me coming out the porta potty. There's 126 out. I'm just straight up not having like a good you time. You coming from the porta potty to the Starbucks? <laughs> just straight shot. I need a mocha frap because I'm just not having a good time. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for me. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network, where inclusivity matters.